they were my favorite. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make this and see if I, I gotta can ask. Up. I gotta ask if they make the Anisette. Yes. I'm gonna have to request it from her. Yeah, just have a chat with her because you've got the charm. Yeah. You've got the charm. Well, I invited it to let's go to Sicily. I want to take it to Sicily. Leave my wife at home. Take Lena because <laughs> she speaks the language. I know it'd be like the greatest trip ever. <laughs> Is this the cookie lady? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know I'm what a husband. Will, I don't know what a husband will think about it. What she say? Uh, I don't, you know, he's just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Good day, y'all. And welcome to episode 64, Entertaining with the Sopranos. Hello, Phil. Hey, Barbara. You know, now I got to change my accent, uh, make it a little heavier. You know a what little I mean? more like Polly. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, we, you know, we love the Sopranos here and we still have much office talk about it. Mm. Um, and with Christmas coming up, um, we're going to share something really special. We found the book. Entertaining with the Sopranos, which was purchased after episode 49, Sopranos Cooking, because we're kind of having a look around. And this one is put together by Carmela and Artie. And it has some advice from the boys, which we will explore. And it has some recipes we've talked about before, which are favorites, and um, some new ones to share. Yep. Yeah, this whole book gets me hungry. Oh, no. The I pictures know. are beautiful. I, I got to go home and eat now. <laughs> That is it. It's it's it makes me happy looking at the pages, and yeah. I'm trying to figure. Kind of uh, look like a chipmunk, you know, just <laughs> eat. And- <laughs> it's like, well, the family notices if I make Italian food for Christmas. I think they might. Well, they might enjoy it. That's true, uh, you but- know. But then, you know, our big thing is the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. Well, yes, because we're going to talk I about. I think we're that. reducing that down to about. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Well, because we usually have bacala. We'll talk about bacala yeah. later. But uh, you know, but it always comes out, you know, too salty because I don't know if Jeanette doesn't rinse it enough or whatever. Because it's got a, it's you're a, supposed to have it in running water for an incredible amount of time. You know where it? they tell you to put it? Uh, not, not where the strawberries go. Wait, yeah, and yeah, in the tank behind your because that's clean. You know, well, yeah, I guess you got to clean it, but I mean, there's no dirty, there's no poop no. goes in there. So because it's constantly flushing the water, so it goes back con- to the strawberries again. Yeah, it's yeah, toilet yeah. fish now. I'm yeah. call toilet. It toilet fish. Yeah. <laughs> What's that swimming in a bowl? Yeah. So the idea is not to have the blue thing in it. Yes, so exactly. Might- <laughs> Leave the blue thing out. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit more. Well, about maybe you that put a one. green or red one in there, and there'd be more Christmas-y. Yeah. Or you have a little pine scent to <laughs> yeah. it as oh. well. <laughs> Okay, so now um, I'm going to read a little bit about the book reviews that came out because I thought, oh, I wonder how the recipes went over because this book was released in 2006. Mm -hmm. So it's now officially a classic. Yeah. Um, And it. So this has come out, this came out then before Martha Stewart's Entertainment. Well, yes. Yeah. There you go. Well, it does have something in common because Paulie and her were both in jail. (laughs) That's that's right. I don't know if he went to federal prison like she did, or yeah. you know, or state. I think he went to Rikers. Ah, somewhere. yes. So, um, the person that did the actual recipes, um, which I will get to her in a second. Her name. She did the recipes for the original Sopranos cookbook as well. And um, so anyway, here we go. So it is, and I'll, and Danielle or Terry put it together. 
So a couple of quotes from the book review, which we'll put the link up to as well, because it's a little interesting read, um, is that the great genius of The Sopranos was that it played to so many audiences simultaneously, each one thinking the show was made just for them. Mm. And I agree with that. Dad, my dad adored it. And then I love it for different reasons. You know, everyone's a bit different with it. And, um, the monkish authenticity is the reason that this is a, sh- a shockingly fantastic cookbook. Um, my mother found it in a bargain rack and gave it to me with a disclaimer, don't laugh, it's really good. Sure enough, it really it is really good. Through um, It's thoroughly layered with cringeworthy sidebars like How to Give a Toast by Polly Walnuts <laughs> or Uncle Junior on Wakes, which I found, found very entertaining. <laughs> Um, and the recipes are for dishes pulled straight from the tables of Christmas Eves, christenings, and backyard celebrations of Neapolitan families. Or if you remember your Italian roommate from college talking about Christmas Eve dinner, his mother's recipe for spaghetti and red clam sauce is also here. It's ironic that my mother, who also owns this book because of all these dishes, are things she could make in her sleep. Um, the recipes were authored by Michelle Now. Phil, I'm going to have to refer to you for pronunciation. Pronunciation. In the yeah. red. Can you pronounce Which one? In Michelle. the red. Michelle Scalioni. Thank you. Yeah. Scalioni. So duly noted. Um, so, Ed, who's, well, who's a well known Italian. Also, our brother, Joey Scalioni. We call him Scalzi. <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> was a brother, Charlie Scalioni. Um, so, an Italian cookbook author, as well as a nice New York area Italian girl with a family from Naples. So, she's legit. For non-Italians or even non-Sopranos fans, there are quite a few crab-pleasing recipes perfect for entertaining large groups. And so it goes. There's more good things about it because it does look like a joke if you haven't seen it. Because it has Carmela holding platters of food and it, you know. Yeah, has but a, that was all taken from the, the, from show. the show. Yeah. So, um Part of a few of the comments from people that had read this review, which Brennan quite enjoyed as well as this is a person, G. Berg says, this cookbook was a gift to us many years ago. We thought it was cute, but it turned out to be wonderful. The recipes are very easy to use and there are some classic Southern Italian dishes in there. I ate as a child that I haven't seen in any other cookbook. Va bene. And then Cheryl, um, I've seen this and never taken it seriously, but now I'm going to buy it for my husband, my sons, big, big fans of the show, seriously. Yeah, if you like to cook and you like to show, uh, this is, this well, is, and it's, you know what it is, like that lady just said there, it's authentic. There's stuff in here that I've had as a kid and I haven't had in ages because some of the stuff you can't even get here in Australia, you know. But this, it's, I eat, I look at this book and I'm on a, you know, again, I start drooling, you know. <laughs> Well, you had a big smile on your face last week when you were going through the recipes. Yeah, because I said, oh, I haven't had that. I got to make that. Yes. So you need to take that home Mm. and go through that as well. And then I've been told I need to buy my mother one today too. So we shall go for that. Okay. So So we did the book review. Yes. And then today's show, we're going to have um, some tips and events for life. Yes. Some food talking points. Yes. How do we get a food talking point? Well, we Put a food name out there and then we talk about it. Shush. (laughs) So that's how we get in trouble for wasting time at work, food talking points. Yeah, we we do that all the time. (laughs) We got to, as I said the other day, we got to put a microphone in the 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 corner in in your office. Yeah. (laughs) 
It'll save us a lot of time doing this. <laughs> okay. So we'll do a little bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. So we still got the same uh, secret word, which yes. is not a secret anymore because everybody knows about it. If you yep. listen to the show, it's mistletoe. That's for the it. month of December. And that's your listener discount. So look for that logo. And it's good online or click and collect, that but you can't correct. use it in store because of... Um, uh, software software probably. it's just yeah. an issue mm-hmm. there's always some sort of issue for everyone so there we go and finally um if you enjoy us please do please subscribe share and engage um with the podcast at podcast at usafoods.com.au love hearing from you guys yeah and uh, just remember at the end of the show so yep. you got to stay tuned that's right don't go away no right you might take a break go to the toilet when the music comes on but right. it's a podcast they can take the Oh, they can stop it. Yeah. Oh, Oh, take it with them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I want to go to the toilet with some people. (laughs) Keep me out of it. You have your AirPods in. Who knows? (laughs) Yes. All right. So, uh, but at the end of the show, we're going to go with our personal best products profile. And that's me today. Yes. And the Ripper Recipe Roundup. Both of us. (laughs) So, we'll start with uh, fun facts. I'll do the first one because it's so short. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Nice. So fun fact one, Sopranos and the Goodfellas. And that was a great oh, show too. Movie. You know? So <laughs> maybe because it was so violent. Well, it had violent but with a heart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I rate that up with um oh <laughs> it's one with singing in the rain, a clockwork orange. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And uh the Western show, like uh not 12 easy pieces, but there was a Western show that I remember going seeing with my cousin in Kansas. Yeah. And we went out after we watched this movie. It's like, I want to shoot something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> was it a Clint Eastwood spaghetti Western of uh, some no, sort? Maybe? It was a spaghetti Western one, but anyway. Uh, uh, I'll think of it by the end of the show. Yes, please. So, but there was between the Sopranos and the Godfathers, 27 of the actors were in both. <laughs> So there's not a many Italian actors out there. Well, that's right. I think they're both I think they're going to Hollywood. Yeah. That's right. I still think of when they're slicing the garlic in prison. Just yeah. very oh, thinly. With the, very thinly, uh, with the yeah. razor. Let me just correct you there. Yeah. You said Godfathers. Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. Just in case anybody's. Yeah, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. But there was mm-hmm. also some, because I did read that, that were in the good Godfather. Oh, yeah. And the good, mm-hmm. you know. It's like the group. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I want to go play bocce afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know the Sopranos had a Christmas episode, which I want to go back and watch now? Mm-hmm. Uh, season three, episode ten, and it's called "To Save Us All from Satan's Power." The annual pork store holiday party is fast approaching, but Tony Soprano isn't feeling the Christmas spirit. A visit with the ghosts of Christmas past lands Tony back in his psychiatrist's couch. Meanwhile, the gang needs to find someone to replace Pussy and Don in the Santa suit. I remember that. <laughs> That's right. Well, then- <laughs> Paulie gets, because the boss told you to do it. He didn't want to do it. That's right. The boss told you to do it. You do it. It fits you. You don't need a pillow. <laughs> Well, the memories of Tony's friends uh, (laughs) continues to haunt him. He tries to find time to balance his work and his family life, and that's always Tony's Tony's work is doing that. Yeah. And I will jump in again. It's all about me today. Uh, All right, I'll leave. I'll just go cook and eat. No, no, no. Now, there's an actor called Louis Lombardi, and he was in his – oh, there's the dog. Yeah, and he was in uh, lots of shows like Entourage and Twenty Four, and you'd know him. 
but he played one of the agents. Um, so Skip Lepardi he played. Mm. So he's a little, little red-headed, short, round guy. But he has a gourmet food line called Lombardi's. So oh. he does special olive oils and things. And he's a he's not a chef, but he's cooked for you know professionally as well. So now he has his own line. So if you see it, there I'll you go. have to look at it. But- you have to look. Mm. Ooh, actually, speaking well, we of we won't buyers, see it here. We won't see it here unless you know yeah. you do a deal we'll somewhere. So that's about it for this portion. We'll be back in a few moments. We'll take our first break and get some cannolis. Hey. Okay, welcome back. Well, we are. So we're back here. Now we're going to start about food talking points. Yes. So we're going to bring up a topic, and then we're going to talk about it. That's right. And we're going to flip through the book. So, you know, I'm going to – you'll hear pages turning because we actually had a little sneak peek last week Mm -hmm. and had a a look at some things. And we're just laughing to ourselves (laughs) Yeah. because, you know, today's charcuterie board – is yesterday's antipasta. That's right. So there's a lovely picture of that. Now, I do, before we go through what's on this, my mother, every, so my first communion, if there was a party of some sort, eighth grade graduation, high school, whatever, Mm -hmm. we always had an antipasta platter. Always. And mortadella is our favorite, so I'd usually hit that first. Mm -hmm. But that- With the olives or- uh, now I like it with the pine nuts or 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 um, pistachios, and I can't find it anywhere here. It's no, not coming in the country. Here. You can find the olives. That's about it. <sighs> My search, but um, so I just find it funny that now it's you know there are whole pages on Instagram and all that of people that make an entire business of coming to your house, yeah. and filling your entire dinner t- table up for a giant. Antipasta platter. But then once you have that, you don't need anything else. That's right. This yeah. is just sort of like to get you through to the next one. So this yeah. one that's pictured in Carmela's book has um, – Well, you got some olives. You got prosciutto. Yes. You got uh, some uh, – Capicola. Gabagol. Gabagol. Yes. Yeah, that's right. My, <laughs> my, I think my mother actually ordered that by the name. Yeah. Soprasada and mortadella. Mortadella. Yeah. And so- – this ricotta See, that, and wedges, which mm, yeah, well, that'd be baked. Probably. Yeah, so you bake the ricotta, and yeah, then you could cut it. And baked ricotta is really good. I haven't That's done nice. that. I should give that a go. Mm. And everything's beautifully. This is like I said, Sicilian olives and other hot peppers, roasted peppers, and chovy fillets. You say, were you there when we used to get from Victoria? I think it was from Victoria. And they were the little cherry peppers that were stuffed. Yes, they were so good. They were so hot. Yes. <laughs> Besides the pepper being hot, the stuffing was just as hot, if not hot. Yeah, and then it had been soaking in hot oil. Hot oil. <laughs> <laughs> but that was beautiful. Yeah. And but yeah, see, what, did those. what I, I like about antipasta, I like like getting in like this supersad and then a piece of nice piece of cheese and wrapping it around. And then he, enjoying that maybe with a piece of nice crusty bread and a nice red wine. Yeah. Oh, it's just like that's a nice afternoon. It's just sort of snack. Good, yeah. We do that for dinner sometimes. Mm-hmm. We'll just have that for dinner and sit yeah. there and go. Oh. Yeah, it's just get some nice cold cuts over here. When they, they don't call them cold cuts, they're manufactured meats. <laughs> <laughs> 
Small, small goods. goods. Yeah, yeah. So we'll oh. go to the deli and get some and of that. that. And so some nice cheeses and cut them up and in, into chunks and wrap them up. And a prosciutto like that wrapped up into even mozzarella or the, or the buffalo mozzarella, the, oh, the yeah. wet one. Oh, <sighs> that is. What is the name of that? <sighs> Parada? Is that Barada? Uh, uh, no, Barada uh, different. Yeah. Oh, well, see, we all learned mm-hmm. today. Now, the next one we're going to go uh, makes me think of Jeanette. So that's why I picked this one. So I'm going to need to get to page 68. Yeah. Which is rainbow cookies. Yeah. And it's Venetians. basically, it's the color of the Italian flag. And they are magnificent. Yeah. So they're little, they're seven layers. Yes. And they're done with an almond meal and jam in between the layers, like a raspberry jam. And they are so good. And this is why it's two pages long, this recipe, and that's why Jeanette makes them once a year. Yeah. I would too. It, it's it's a battle to make them because you got to make each layer separately, and then you got to try to get them where they're all the same level. But, you know, as my father used to say, it all goes down the same way. So if it's not the same <laughs> level and they're crooked, they're big de- and it's not like the green tastes different than the red. No, it's <laughs> no, just different colors. Or like, yeah. you know, the Amish, they always say the only only being that's perfect is God. So mm. if there's mistakes in any of the quilts they've made, that's, you know, yeah. just shows that they're, they're human. human. Well, yeah, yeah, kind of what Australians would call like, you make them into a, you cut them into bars. Yeah, you cut, yeah. You cut yeah. into a bar. They're, they're a cookie though, right? Yeah. Well, they're called a cookie. They're called a cookie. They're not a cookie, right? They're a slice of but they're a cookie, but you people call some of them slices. Right. Yeah, so. we call it a slice here. But it's it's I'm seven layers, yeah, okay. and, it's, and it's good, and it's really good. See, because people, it's sorry. sweet, so you need the espresso to go with it. Just black it espresso. Is, yeah, you don't have a, a macchiato, or any, maybe a macchiato, but you won't have a latte or no. a cappuccino. Just either black, because you need that, <laughs> that hard coffee just to cl- cleanse you <laughs> of the sugar. It's probably the sweetest Italian cookie I've had. Like, I think mm. out of all of them, that's yeah. by far the sweetest. Yeah, because most of them are like, you know, like the almond cookies and all that or the mm. biscotti. They're hard. Yeah. You know, it's like almost like a bread, you know, but yeah. sweet. Now, Jeanette uses – does she use the Buddy Velasquez or Junior's cookbook? Does, do you know which recipe she uh, uses? Jun- uh, no, Buddy Velasco. Yeah, because like I remember her talking about picking the She used the Junior's for the cheesecake. Yes. Because I remember saying she picked out that cookbook because it did have the rainbow cookies. Yeah. And because she loves them. I'm and hinting, you know, <laughs> if you feel you need to practice anything, just let us know. Okay. Now, um, also, before I flip the page to the next one, I love, and we've talked about this before when we did cookies, I do love the tradition of Italian cookies, as you know. Mm-hmm. And the dog again. Yeah. At um, you know, at weddings or at, you know, occasions. <laughs> yep. And then, <laughs> and then we also one of also what Jeanette's favorite is pignoli yeah. cookies. Oh, those are magnificent. So again, a, a, an almond type base, you know, instead of flour, so it's more almondy, and then yeah. the pignolis on top of it and baked into a round cookie. Re- that's sweet also because I think the mazapan from the you know yes. the almond is just sweet, and then you get the bitterness a little bit from the pignolis. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, again, it's just like yeah, that's it. Well, I'm about to embark on my Christmas cookie baking mm. extravaganza. I might have to throw those in there. I try to throw some different ones in yeah. there. Now we're going to go over to lasagna. Yes. Mm. Now this was. Garfield's favorite food. It <laughs> was. And this was also the um, episode where um, uh, Janice was dating. She was trying to uh, 
ingratiate herself. I'm trying to think of Karen's husband's name. So she she died. So she wants to marry the oh, widower. Okay. Yeah. And she was making lasagna. And he was talking to Junior and he said, Oh, and she made this lasagna. It was so good. And he goes, Did it have is it did it have like <laughs> Yes, he gets caught Basil out. Yeah, in between the just under the top layer. He goes, yeah, yeah he goes, that's Carmela's lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, she never made anything. She scammed on everything. That is exactly right. Yeah. So, so this is uh, like I don't know. We, we had lasagna. I don't. We never had it with like layers of basil. But no, that would be magnificent. But when they made lasagna for the holidays, it's like the picture here, which is like about twelve different layers of of the macaroni, mm. and. In the middle, of course, is the ricotta, maybe a little bit of mozzarella, but then they used to put pieces of salami into oh. it, Italian salami or, or or prosciutto, and then also sliced hard-boiled eggs into it. Oh, yum. It, it's like it, it's a meal. And then plus you're using not just a regular sauce, you're using a gravy, what you hear all the time yeah. about the gravy, which means a big pot of sauce that cooks okay. all day and whatever meat you have goes into it. You throw it in. Yeah, That's to flavor it. it. And I would, I've have had it with, and I've made it with um, chunks of sausage as mm, well yeah. as other things, but that would be really good to do the different layers. Yeah, I but have, especially with the salami into oh, it. That would be, I have not Yeah. Had, the salami, once it cooks and, and you get that piece with the salami and the tomato and the, and the cheese and all that, it's just like, oh, where oh, did yeah. this come from? And, and the same Heaven? thing. And the weird thing was you didn't know whether to like it or hate it with you, when you get to the piece with the egg in it. Because oh, it was yeah. scattered around. It, not everything was done all the same. So, you know, your first piece might have some salami. The next piece might have nothing. The other next piece yeah. will have the, the egg in it, you know. So because it was a big pan and they yeah. made more than one pan. That's you know, right. Because, you know, I never know who else is coming or who's hungry. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're going to the trouble of making lasagna, you might as well make yeah. a lot. The only thing I don't like about present day lasagna is those pre already cooked sheets of lasagna. You know, it's they're floury. They don't taste as no. good. So you can search a little bit and get regular dried pasta. And then boil it uh, to a very al dente, and then you, then you do it that way. And it has just it's just mm. better. Well, yeah, it has like has some more texture. To it. Yeah, I found that when I came here, the difference of the lasagnas at home to here is white sauce in it. Oh, they put the bechamel sauce. Yeah, but that's bechamel's for the Greeks. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, I've I have done it, but when I get a, well, I was taught yeah. ricotta. Um, mozzarella and spinach through yeah. it and then well, spinach i know we never had the spinach but there was not much green stuff on it. <laughs> well was, you know california we had to throw something you gotta, crunchy, you gotta, you gotta make, crunchy into it yeah but and, yeah but having you know with the bushmel so that's the uh the, the greek form of lasagna yeah masaka masaka yes yeah. that's lovely and that's also really really good but a different flavor profile mm -hmm. still made with pasta Yes, and I think it's lamb. Is it lamb or beef? Uh, no, I think they use lamb in, yeah. into it. But there's a the I think they put rosemary in it also. Yes, you get that, that hint of it. Um, there's a place in Stockton called Papa Pavlov's, mm. and they make like the most yummy masaka. I remember having it there. I have yeah. also made a very good. Got to go to Oakley after this now too, because I haven't had a good Greek meal in well, ages. There you get you get Jeanette. Mm. Go um, get some avo lemono. I love that oh, soup. that's yum! Um, yeah, now no, I have made a really good layered veggie lasagna. So I was like, 
because you know I've got the vegetarians in the family. Mm. So, um, so do you even use pasta? Uh, pasta or pasta? No pasta? I okay. use pasta. So I'll do one layer might be um, like chopped tomatoes. Yeah, not just the sauce, but chopped up mm-hmm. um, pumpkin. So almost mashed, like mashed pumpkin, and then zucchini, and then just sort of like whatever. It's almost the same thing with the gravy. It's like whatever veggie you have in yeah. there, you can make a nice layer. It's spinach and, and ricotta layer. But it, the Italians also, you know, not, now you call it a, a parmesan, but, you know, they did the same thing, layered it, doing eggplant. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have done that. Yeah. And you Ken's fry the eggplant, that. and then you, you know, so once you fry it, then you do it like that, and it's, that's so oh, rich and good. So good. Can I just tell you, like, I made it for Ken's a while back. Mm-hmm. Took twice as long because the vegan Parmesan doesn't want to fry, it doesn't want to stick to anything. Yeah. We had a fight. <laughs> anyway, so, right. yeah, so, and I have been to, well, not Italian, but a Maltese wedding. And all the relatives get together, make big pans of lasagna, and that's what you eat at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Now so, we're going on to our next one. Yes. I never even had know it had a name. Well, now you do. It's, this uh, is Phil's dish. Well, his dad's dish. Pelopatone, right? Yes. That's what it is. And uh, so what, it's Italian meatloaf, mm-hmm. right? And in the center of the meatloaf, so you make the Italian meatloaf. I mean, it's, it's pretty universal when you're using chopped meat. And the meatloaf is basically the same recipe as your best meatballs. Right. Okay. So it's Italian flavored breadcrumbs, cheese, Italian cheese grated into it, egg, uh, parsley, you know, t- some a little, maybe a little bit of oregano, onions, breadcrumbs. You know, and breadcrumbs. Yeah. You know, the Italian, like the progressive yeah, yeah. breadcrumbs. So, and that's your base for your meatloaf. But what makes this different is you get hard boiled eggs. So as you make your leaf, you start forming it, then down the center of it, you put a hard-boiled egg into it, no. a few of them. Yep. So you spread them across, and then you put another – then you finish it off to make it look like a meatloaf. Yes. So they're buried in the middle of it. And then as you slice them, you're getting a slice of the meat, as I show in a the picture there, with the egg right in the center of it. It's pretty. It also has a – it changes like everything to it. It changes the texture of the meatloaf. It changes the taste of the egg. It I just bet. It just works. And then going back to the lasagna, the other thing that my father used to do was wrap – you know, so you got the egg there, and then on top of it, he put this the uh, salami. That's so now good. you got the salami going with the egg. And, oh, yeah, it just I, goes on and on and on. And but my father made a lot of meatloaf. So when he didn't make that one, he his thing when he made the meatloaf, he always made rice with it. I don't oh, know why, yeah, well, but he made rice. <laughs> okay, so the rice he part cooked the rice, or maybe all the way cooked it, put it around the, the meatloaf as as it was cooking. Then open up a can of Hunts and put it all over the meatloaf and over the rice and let it cook. Then all the fat from the meatloaf, it comes out like a paella. Oh, yes. So it gets crunchy on the bottom, crunchy on the sides from the oil. (laughs) That was the best thing to You want to scrape that pan and get the bottom of the the rice. It's not wasting one bit of flavor at all. Because all the flavor is in there. Yeah, because when I make a stock standard meatloaf, halfway through, I have to like, Tip, yeah, the oil, the oil uh, and so no, but that. But try just just put rice around it and then put a can of hunts on it. You know, I think we still got hunts in the store. I think we do too. Yeah, if not, so I'll that's that little eight ounce can that says hunts sauce. Yeah, that did the whole thing. Yeah, because it's it's already seasoned and flavored. Yeah, so you don't have to do anything to it. I like that very yeah. much. And then the the other, I'll go on about this yeah. since we are this is just like an open yeah. thing here. Another thing my father used to do, 
is boil up rice. And everybody's scared of boiling rice, you know, making rice. Rice is one, two, three. So it's one part rice, two parts of water. Mm -hmm. Okay. You could rinse the rice if you want. You put it all together, turn the the, uh, gas up to high, comes to a boil, bring it down to low to simmer. Mm -hmm. If you want to give it a stir there, you could put a little bit of olive oil or butter into Mm -hmm. it, put a cover on it. Let it simmer for 20 minutes. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Walk okay? around Walk it. Walk away. Put, tell uh, Google, set the alarm for 20 minutes. Come back. Take it off the fire. It's done. It's perfect. Mm. Okay? And that's with just about every rice. So then he used to do that, and he made his own rice little experiment. So you crack open an egg, put some cheese into it, some maybe a little bit of oregano or whatever, and some salt and pepper, beat it up, and then mix it into the rice. Oh, yum. And with parsley. I remember the parsley definitely had yeah. to have the parsley into it and mix it into the rice. So it was a easy. Like a fried rice, but not. No, an not Asian. a fried rice. Well, it's the um, the other Italian rice dish. Which like a risotto. Like a risotto, which because we never made because we we're Sicilian. So Sicilians don't eat risotto. <laughs> but that was his version of a risotto. You okay. know, without like sitting over there and stirring it all the time and all that. So he just made that and then. And as soon as you put the egg, you know, you beat it up and put it into the hot rice, it's done. Yep. Okay. And just stir it around. Lisa loved that as a kid. Oh, uh, that would, well, it's just a nice, quick, easy meal too. Yeah. Like it's what you have in the Yeah, And it brings more body and stuff yep. into, into the plain rice and it gives it flavor. See, I, my rice trick mm. is I cook it with stock. So I'll cook, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll cook it with chicken stock or mm. veggie stock or just to get a little bit more, fl- yeah. depending on what I'm doing with yeah. it and get a little bit more flavor. If you want to do a little tie-in, but, but real like quick, you know, it's simple as that. And probably if you use a pouch rice, you could do the same thing. So put it in a microwave, you know, for a minute and a half, comes yeah. out, have your thing already done. I put it in a bowl and just stir it all together. And again, and you're done. Okay. I'm just thinking, I'm laughing at the dog, not at us. Well, that's not your dog. <laughs> that's my dog. That's my oh. dog. <laughs> Sounds like it's coming. You know what? Yeah. We're going to have to put a picture up of the uh, of your dog. Of the dog. Uh, there he is. He is, Ralphie. There he is, right there. I'm glad I got him that Christmas toy. Okay. Now we're going to go to baked ziti. But it's in white sauce. Yeah, I'll be uncle. So my mom got very excited about that when I was talking to her about it. So, so this is a different twist on ziti. That is it. So, so now. So you're doing a ziti. Well, I'm not even reading penne? the recipe. Okay. Like, so it's ziti with regatta. Ah, uh, hang on. I'm looking. Uh, no. No. Oh. Well, let's keep going. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because again, going back to one of my favorite things is pasta regatta. Yes. So it's pasta with regatta. Very simple dish. Okay. And you use a very short pasta that's mm-hmm. like a cavatelli. Yes. Okay. Boil that up. On the side, you have your, maybe a cup or a cup, two cups of regatta. And as it's cooking, you use some of that water. Mm-hmm. And to put it into the regatta to thin it up, some salt and pepper, maybe some cheese into the regatta, stir that around, drain out your pasta once it's cooked, mix it together, you're done. Uh, Pasta regatta. And it's so much better than Alfredo because it's much more healthier for you Mm, uh, and easier to make. I did something similar, but just by accident uh, because I was following a recipe for the kids when they were little. We had that like every Friday. Oh, that's a nice thing. Because you couldn't have have meat. (laughs) Oh, that's true. What are you having tonight? Pasta regatta. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have the cauliflower one. I always Uh, got confused on Friday. Could you eat eggs or not eat eggs? Yeah, it's like sort of not formed yet, but like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a whole controversy. <laughs> it's confusion. 
never never bothered to ask you know ask one of the nuns because I was afraid to get hit. No, you can't. You know. <laughs> yeah, don't ask the priest though, because we, we had a priest at the kids' school come to pick up the kids after school. All these first graders or second graders come out crying because he said, "Father said that dogs don't go to heaven because they don't have souls." <laughs> And, and see, this is a new generation of Catholic parent. We went, yeah. he does not know what he's talking about. Of yeah. course they do. Look at them. They're full of love. Of course they're going to go to heaven. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't tell the kids that. <laughs> there was no fear of that. Um, now, this has uh, mozzarella and smoked mozzarella and boiled mm. ham. Ooh. So it might be good after Easter or after Christmas, yeah. actually. Well, and- actually. I wouldn't use ham and I would use bazooka. Uh, yep. Yeah. That would because be it's good. more flavorful. And bechamel sauce. Mm. Oh, the bechamel. The there it is. Here it is. But it's Carmela's bechamel, so it has to be better than the ones we've been given. Uh, I don't know. Not a bechamel guy. I yeah. like it, but I don't make it. Now, we okay. are going to talk, Phil. Yeah. I want you to fill us in on this because it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I've got some Christmas Eve recipes here. Mm-hmm. Um. So Carmela's, we've got spaghetti and red clam sauce, linguine with spicy shrimp and tomato sauce, bacala, octopus salad, baked stuffed shrimp, and sea bass with tomatoes, olives, and capers. Now, what are you doing this year? What am I doing? Well, we are, because we talked about it today. You're having toilet fish? No, we're not having toilet <laughs> fish. We threw the toilet fish out because I got tired of complaining about it. Uh, so we are going to make uh, linguine and clam sauce. Oh, excellent. But- not the red clam sauce, white clam sauce. I like the white clam yeah, sauce. So we're going to do that. So uh, we'll go over to our friends over at Costco, and mm-hmm. they have the little pippy clams. They're not this, not as flavorful as like what you get on the cold water, yeah. you know, the little neck clams yes. and stuff like that. But they do. So we do that, and we open up a can of clams also to <laughs> fortify a little bit more. Yep. And some white wine, a little Beautiful. bit of butter into it, olive oil. You know, and then cook all the clams together. And once they open up, mix it with the pasta, you're done. It's again very simple, simple recipe. Any well, anything you make with seafood is quick. Quick and do you have to now so when you're doing all the fish dishes, Mm -hmm. do you do them one at a time or do you put everything out? Uh, everything comes out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, even when my aunts did it and my grandmother did it, everything was like, you know, I don't know how they managed to do it because they were frying the uh the shrimp and all that, and and the shrimp fried shrimp is very simple. It's just dredged in flour, mm. and I don't know how, whatever they they just had this knack. And I tried doing it; and it tastes like uh, you know, like fried flour. Uh, <laughs> but when they, it was just so good. It's sort of like going to Carmine's and getting the fried calamari over there. It is just so good. You know, it sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's it's light and it's airy and it, and it's just Moorish. You just uh, this is good. I want any more. You know. Well, uh, I, so, but we're going to do that. And the the other thing, you know, looking at some of the cooking shows and stuff, and uh, I, because we like also clams on a half shell, but baked clams. Yes. And see, maybe maybe I should try it with these other clams because the last time I bought them, they were pretty full. Most of the times you get the pimpies here, there's like nothing in them. Okay. You know, but these were pretty meaty, so they might work. I have to make a clams. confession. I'm scared to cook seafood. Yeah, like a lot I, of people are. Yeah. I am. It's out of my comfort zone. Mom doesn't like see, like cooking seafood, yeah. so I didn't see it that much. Mm-hmm. 
I order it when I go out. I order often seat because I don't no, cook think it. I can make it better than you. Well, at least I get to taste it, and I don't know if I've screwed it up or not. Yeah. So I need to sort of get over my fear and try a few yeah. things to get past it. But yeah, so we like the baked clams, and w- then I saw a recipe on TV. Probably Jamie, I think it was Jamie mm-hmm. Oliver. He made baked mussels. And mussels are plentiful here. Oh, yes, especially so, in this area. So it's just so simple to do. So you get the mussels, you put them – this one here, I put them underneath the fire on, on my uh, pizza oven thing. <laughs> so And it got a, more of a smoky taste. Oh, what? Which is good. So And once they're open, then you take them out, and then you take the top shell off, and you lay them in a pan, and mm-hmm. then you sprinkle uh, your mixture of cheese and like Progresso right. breadcrumbs. Very simple. Just throw it onto there and then hit it with some olive oil. Then bake them a little bit longer. Take them out. Yeah, they were just good. And that's basically how you make a baked clam also. So you get them to open. If, I mean, if I can't shuck a clam without cutting my hands up. So I would pre-cook them, then yep. use all that juice that comes out of them, then mix that with the breadcrumbs. Oh, yes. That and makes And then sense. put them back into the shell and then put them into a hot oven or underneath the grill and then brown them off. There you go. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna do that. Yeah. That sounds like I could probably try that one too. Uh, but that sounds. And the best part of it, all that juice and stuff that goes around the clams with the yep. with the juice and the olive oil and the breadcrumbs, with a nice piece of bread, sopping yes. that up. That's and the see, best part. And you can do your bread, so you get your bread ready. Yeah. So you could do everything. What time do you want it? Yeah, I, I guess I'm gonna start now. <laughs> and the other thing, like you mentioned, there with. Octopus, pupa, yes. Italian pupa. Now, I remember <laughs> coming back, you know, I used to work down in Low Manhattan mm-hmm. by the fish market, and I worked midnight day, so four in the morning, go down to the fish market, and hopefully not get killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and buy like some of the seafood for my ancestors for the holidays, and one of them was the octopus. You get a nice size octopus. So, how they used to cook the octopus? Yes. It's very unique. Tell me. So, you get the you know, not these little baby ones. So these are the big, yes. big good gingers. So you grab them by the head. Uh-huh. Okay. They're already dead. So, Handy. and you have a, a pot of boiling salted water. Okay. Okay. You probably need a thong because otherwise your brain's up. Yeah. And then you should put it into the boiling water yep. for about a minute and a half, then pick it up. And then you could tell if it's cooked if the tentacles curl up. So then you just go basically up and down until those tentacles curled up, then it's cooked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So then you take it out, let it cool, and then you get some of that, the skin off and stuff, and they would clean it or the, uh, the fish market would clean it for you. And then we chill it and then use it as a salad oh, with, that's it. with olive oil, lemon juice, and parsley. Well, the recipe for that, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And that sounds fantastic. Yeah. And you said that. And you, you do that also with uh, shrimp. So you chill your chill yeah. your shrimp and just do the same basic thing: olive oil, lemon, parsley, maybe a little cracked pepper. That uh, sounds fantastic. And that's all you need. And it, that's a beautiful, light, summery. Really, for yeah, the summertime, it's, it's nice it. too. So yeah. yes, they've done that. Similar, very similar. Yeah. Ah, well, we might have to try that. And, and the other thing to make on if you're going to do pasta, <laughs> yes, on. Uh, Christmas Eve, you, it needs to be in a fish sauce. Ah, so that that's your sense. red sauce. So and, and if you don't want to do the, the clams, they can use shrimp, uh, calamari. 
is mm. makes a great pasta sauce. So if you get a whole calamari, yes. what you do is you, again you're using your basic breadcrumb mixture yes. and stuffing it in into it, and again a toothpick and tiny ends up, and then cooking that together into your sauce. Right. So you get the flavor of the, of the calamari into your sauce, so you get a nice fishy sauce. And then when you take out the calamari, like the tubes, and you slice them. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I've never tried And don't that. forget the capers. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like that, like the red sauce there, you need capers in it. Oh, I love capers. Mm. I, I do quite love I've got some in the fridge at the moment. This is all sanding. Yeah. It's making me hungry. So now the bacala, that was yes. the other thing. So the bacala, you got to, it, it's like a seven-day project. So you, you got to bring it home. You got to soak it. Some yes. people soak it in milk for a few days too. So you just, but you got to yes. keep on changing it. And just see rejuvenated because it's an old method of preserving. So you got to get the salt out of it. And that's why you're flushing the water all the time, or Mm -hmm. in this case, some of the milk. And then you uh, coat it with flour, like Mm -hmm. a seasoned flour, and you pan fry it. And then you put it with some tomato sauce and stuff and you coat it, you put it into the oven and bake it. Right. And it comes out and it's just, yeah. How do you know when you have enough of the, when it's rinsed enough? Uh, you don't know until you probably cook it. <laughs> but, <laughs> Look how great things. Yeah, but it, you can't over rinse it. I would say you got to do it for at least four days, constantly, at least two or three times a day, getting it, rinsing the water off, putting fresh water into it, letting keep on letting it soak until until the texture is soft. I remember seeing a recipe, which obviously someone wrote where there was no droughts ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, put it under running water for two days. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. turn the water off. Exactly. Yeah. If you could do that, you know, if you want to. Yeah. And the other, the other one, like, so buckle of salted cod. Yes. And then there's another version of it. And it, I don't think it's a cod, but you do see it as some Italian delis and it's hanging up and it's thinner than a cod and it's yeah. long. And that's vicious stocco. What it means in Italian, I have no idea. So vicious stocco is another salted fish, but it's like a baseball bat. That's how hard it is. With a salted cod, it's flexible. You know? Right. You this can, one you can knock someone out. This one you can knock it out, kill them, and eat the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's a good plan. Yeah. But that's like the premier one. If you're going to do a salted fish, that's the one. That, you know, if you're serving that, oh, you, they look at you like, oh, you got money, you know? <laughs> well, I will, ha- I will keep my eye out when yeah. I'm going to the deli in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to jump to something that you made for Easter. Oh, the pizza rustica. Uh, which is amazing. But I want you to talk about this because it was so good. Yeah. So my first thing is, this is something not from my family. This is a northern Mm-hmm. Italy, I'm sure it's from Northern, but just for what's in it and how it's made. Right. It's a Northern Italy type of dish. Mm-hmm. When we used to go to the original Sabaros, right. before they became a franchise and all this other stuff, where the mama did the cooking, you know, that was their <laughs> thing. You used to go into their thing on 65th Street, and these pizza rusticas will sit on top of the counter along with all the other antipasta type mm-hmm. stuff. And just the smell of the cheese and the meats in it, oh, it just drive you nuts. You know, you just have have to have it. So it's basically, it's a pie. So you're using it sort of a, uh, a pie crust, not a sweetened pie crust, but it's, it's sort of in between that right. and, a, and just bread. Right. So that's like your base. And then it's ricotta. I think you have to dry the ricotta pretty well. And then there's 
four different cuts of meats at least in it. So you got your your gabagol, you got your supersad, you got your um, bazuto and salami, and then your other cheeses. So you're using like a romano mm-hmm. into it also, and and chunks of it. Yes, you know because you want those chunks all to melt in together, and you mix that all together, and you make your pie out of it, and the smell that comes out of that oven. I was lucky enough to have samples of it this year, and it was at work, and it was one of those things where you go in, you cut yourself off a little slice. Yeah, because it's so rich to eat. Yeah, yeah, and then by the time you go back and sit down, you go, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get the whole taste of it. Yeah, yeah, I think I need a little bit more, and then I'll stop it. It was magnificent, and it is a lot of work goes into it, so it looks it looks special as well. It, actually, it wasn't that much work to go into it. It's just like mixing everything. It's getting all the stuff to go into it. So you got to go to a good Italian deli where they have the stuff and they understand that. No, I don't want to slice. You know, cut it in like a half inch or whatever. How many centimeters yeah. that is? Just cut me a slice like that of the gabagol. Yep. You know, my, my and then of course, then you can't say gabagol because they don't know what you're talking. The no. capicola. Oh, you want the capicola? You want the hot one or the mild one? <laughs> Just give me the gabagol, eh? <laughs> Missy? Yeah. Now, when I look at this book, <laughs> now mom's going to say it like that now too. When I look at this book, there were so many, because, like, you know, I'm a dessert person. Yep. There's so many things. So I have tried to stay away from that, to be fair. But I am um, Anna's toast. Anna's and is that? Yeah. I miss the flavor of that so much. And it's like the Stella Dora cookies. Mm-hmm. Those were my, we talked about them because yep. they were my favorite. So I'm going to try, I'm going to make this and see if I, I gotta can ask, come up. I got to ask Lena if they make the Anisette. Yes. I'm going to have to request it from her. Yeah. Just have a chat with her because you've got the charm. Yeah. You've got the charm. Well, I gonna- invited her to, let's go to Sicily. I want to take her to Sicily. Leave my wife at home, take Lena because <laughs> she speaks the language. I know it would be like the greatest trip ever. <laughs> Is this the cookie lady? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what a husband. I don't know what a husband will think about it. What did she say? Uh, I don't, you know, she's thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Phil. So cool if you can, you can uh, talk about the. Uh, yeah, I think that's what she called me. Cool noodle, which which means like like I don't know what it means like a painting ass or whatever. Yeah, no, cool. Off, my my grandmother used to call us all all little kids cool noodle. <laughs> well, Brendan went to get cannolis one day in the shop and he was surrounded by a bunch of italian ladies that yeah. thought it was so sweet that he was trying to order stuff so they just so he came home with like i don't know how much of everything yeah. and he it was wonderful it's been too long since we've had those um so and when we were looking at these recipes last week and you came across this one you went oh which is lemon ice lemon ice but that's a summer thing god you should get the lemon the ice summer here for Christmas. Yeah, and the and the How cups, you know, the little cups, that, the little paper cups. <laughs> yes, you know that that were uh, pleated. Yes, I do know exactly oh, what you're talking about. That's what you had them in, and you know, lemon ice was like the first one. Then they came up with chocolate ice and cherry, and cherry, and all the other flavors. But it's always been lemon ice. That's that's like always because it's like sort of like a uh, affritite, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that you could have it in between meals, and I think that's what they cleanse would the serve. Palate. Yeah, cleanse the palate, but. Yeah, you know, when you're living in in the Bronx or in Brooklyn, you know, you wait for the icy guy to come down, or you go to the local bakery. The bakeries, all the bakeries served in the summertime. They had all the thing of lemon ice. Well, I it was like a nickel for a, like a scoop or two scoops. Oh, well, looks. I've I've always been intrigued by it because I've never had it. Yeah. And then I had I was watching Buddy, 
um, the last a cake boss, and he was talking. He goes, "Okay, we're going to make lemon ice." Yeah, he it's goes, like a slushy. Yeah, and so he made like cherry and a few other flavors. He goes, "It's all lemon ice, yeah. but it's like grape lemon ice or cherry yeah. lemon ice or yeah. whatever." It's, yeah, it's and, and it's mixed. Name. And it's mixed up. They probably, you know, it probably came out of making gelato. Yeah, you know where. They didn't. They ran out of milk or something, you know, one day or yep. the cream, whatever else they put in. Oh well, skip that. Let's just do it this way and do it in the machine because it comes out, you know, slushy like that, like a slushy machine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not like uh, the other guys that used to come down the neighborhood have the big block of ice with like the big scraper, you <laughs> know, like the plane, and like an yeah. like a plane, and scrape it and then put it into a cone and then throw the syrup oh, on top of it. That was disgusting. <laughs> Yes, well, it's hot. Sticky. Sticky. Yeah. That's like shave ice in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, so lemon ice, actually, it has the ingredients are water, sugar, lemon zest, and lemon juice, yep. and ice cubes, which I'm guessing is to freeze it. Mm. And um, now, there's another one that you seemed to reminisce a little bit, oh. the pasta with chichi beans. Yeah, pasta e chichi. That's See, right. now that's. Different how they show it there, and that looks really good. That's done with like a real chunky tomatoes into it, but not a tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. Because when we used to have that, uh, either with chichi beans or with uh, kidney beans. Okay. Okay, and kidney beans being much denser, like you know, like chili. That's what you put in yeah. chili, and and that red color. So you just mix a can of it into what a with your pasta. You cook pasta. You mix it together, and then just some olive oil on top of it, you know, and a little salt and pepper. And that, oh, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's like all you need. And the same thing with the chichi beans, you know. But chichi beans being white, you know, so they're, they're looser, they're softer. Uh, Jeanette made yesterday a pork stew mm-hmm. that I don't know where she got the recipe from, but it was very Italian tasting and with chichi beans. Oh, and it could have gone good. really just with a pasta, or, or we just had it over some mashed potatoes, which was really good. That would be lovely. We- yeah, so you had the oregano background taste to it and stuff like that. And that's what you need with the chichi beans, you know, the olive oil and lemon. You know. We used to have. Again, it goes to like the, the Greek heritage that came into like Sicily. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder, like, we used to, the Italian place at home. Rissos, which was around forever because my mom used to go as a little girl and I remember going. Mm. And it had, um, uh, you'd get the garbanzos and they would be in garlic and olive oil. Yeah. And then, you, then you'd have bread. That was like your chips yeah. and salsa and you squish, the, yeah. squish and put them on your bread. That yeah. was and your then, then there's another part of Italy where they get the, the chichi beans and they cook them and then they mash them like into a pulp and then they fry it and then they put regatta over it. Yeah. So this was that's cool. all I can say. In this, this is like podcast. having you it's guys, young. you know. Yeah, the, these the last two we don't really need any photos because yeah. stuffed mushrooms. Which, yeah, Jeanette's a big stuffed mushroom fan. Which I've decided I'm doing for Christmas because I know you can stuff it whatever you like. The producer doesn't you can make like it with cheese. You can do it with breadcrumbs. You can do it with uh, other veggies. Jeanette makes it. She chops up other veggies and a little bit of breadcrumbs. Put it in there with some oh, olive oil and yes. garlic. Yeah, I'm doing that and. They talk about so this is entertaining, like mm. confirmations and stuff, and, and a sheet cake. Because yep. before everyone went to have someone make cakes, like Penny does her beautiful cakes, right? You'd get a sheet cake from the bakery, or your mother well, then you would could make eat. it. You don't have to look at it all day. That's oh, right. that's beautiful. Don't cut it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Oh. And it was perfect for cutting. No one had to worry how to cut it. You just cut it in squares, and yeah. off it went. And um, that was one of those things that made me think of of home and celebrations and growing up and all of that sort of good stuff. All right. So now we get some tips. Okay. My, my favorite tip. 
<laughs> I know, I'm leaving this. I'm leaving this with you. You can talk as the rules of Godfathering by Silvio Dante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Stevie Van Zandt's right. Well, it's, uh, the boy's life. Yeah, right. That's so. Anyway, they're playing poker. If you remember the scene. Oh, no. This is a different one. This is Which the one? poker one. The poker one, right? That's what we're talking about. No, no. We're talking godfathering. But you can oh, go to poker. No, go to poker. Okay. Well, the poker one was, you know, well, you're playing poker. Don't interrupt me. Okay? <laughs> That's right. So the kid brings up some food and something falls on the floor and he comes over with the little whisper room and stuff and starts sweeping it up. What are you doing? Are you being hazel? Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> and only people that in our generation you know, yes, know who no, hazel, hazel was. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Right. What are you doing? Are you Hazel over here. You know, get out of here. <laughs> here, it, here it is. Uh, don't clean. I've been known to lose my temper at the sight of some lackey cleaning cheese off the floor around their feet in the middle of a game. Yeah. Don't sweep, vacuum, empty ashtrays, or lemon pledge during a game. If that's your job, be very careful. Yeah. And then we can go back to The Godfathering by yeah. Silvio. Now, I'll do – I love this because I can see him all hunched over. From baptism on, you're <laughs> – your presence is required at every religious turning point in the boy's life, all the way through to seminary school, if that's his choosing. So now start to prepare a long toast for each occasion. And the other one is give him your private, I guess there's no girls involved here. Yeah. Give him your private phone number. If he calls you at 3 a.m., it's probably important. He may have gotten a girl in trouble or something. He can't tell his old man. I've been there. <laughs> so that's like his uh, gumbadi. That, that's yeah. right. And... We also have um, uh, the hard to give him money. Christopher, <laughs> Chris and that's right, Chrissy. Yeah. There you go. So giving money is like a big thing with the Italians, and uh, for whether it's weddings or like a feast, a, a saint feast, yes. uh, like San Gennaro or something. So Saint Gennaro, they come out with the statue of the Blessed Mother, and she has like a you know what a robe or whatever robe, yeah, <laughs> or or just like that something comes down that they could pin money onto. <laughs> You know, so by the time she left, it was red and now it's green. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Well, there's yeah. the Italian colors for you. Yeah. And they all got to pin all the $5 notes on it. And, yeah. Well, yeah, Chrissy says. Because they, they don't have any dollar bills. They gave it all last night at the uh, strip church? club. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said church. Well, that's church for some people. Yeah. It's always give cash. No checks, no IOUs, yeah. travel vouchers, gift certificates, or no, free car wash coupons. Uh, uh, always cash. Cash. No, put it in a little caboose. Yeah. Put it in a plain, legal-sized white envelope. Do not put your name on it in a word script, nor include a stupid to a cool grad, et cetera, card. Yeah, and you got to have your name on it because your mother would get it or you would do it, and you got to note. And this is true, and you they show book. it in one and in. They got to write it down, know what they gave, so when it's their turn. That's right. Okay. Well, they gave $50, well, we got to give $50 back. You well, know, they, they gave five. Their yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then of course, then when you're going through all the things, and you said this one's a cheap bassett. Oh, look how much Uncle Joey gave us! And you know, so, so give you fifty. Do you ever sort of go, "Oh, let's give them seventy because we like them"? No, yeah, it's no, it's it's a rule. Square. No, it's either right. the same, right. or you want to piss them off and give them less. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to talk to them anymore. Yeah, less. yeah. Right. It could be five dollars less, and then you're you're in a you're in a shit yeah, because then they check also. Look. He only gave us $45. We gave his son $50. (laughs) I have had a conversation with my friends here about that. And there was quite a family um, 
moment about they were going to put together for a gift and yeah. like, but that's not covering the plate. We can't do that. That's an insult. And then the first time I went to a wedding in the Midwest. Yes. They're coming with toasters, with ovens, microwave ovens. What are you doing? Where's the money? <laughs> you know, you get money. No, they give gifts. <laughs> get out. That's what the bridal shower is for. <laughs> this is a wedding. You get money here. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have cash. Go home. Go go bring it back. <laughs> and there's uh, one last thing with Chris. Don't make a big show of giving. Think of it like passing a secret note yeah, exactly. to a spy yep. or making a drug buy on the street. Like you've seen, no doubt seen in uh, many a TV crime show, locate a dark corner for the handoff, followed by the requisite bear hug. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You never make a big deal about it. It's always like a little bit on the side. Here it is. You know, it's just, it, yes. it reminds me uh, there was a commercial with Frank Sinatra, right? Yeah. And Steve Wynn. Right. In the Wynn yes. Hotel. And so Steve Wynn is, in, is bringing him into his room. And like Frank's playing, like he doesn't know who he is. And he's telling him, I hope you enjoy your stay here and everything. And then Frank puts his hand into his pocket, takes out some money. He's like doing it on his side. And he says, okay, uh, thank you for showing me in the room. And he shakes hand with Steve Wynn and puts the, <laughs> some money into his hand. And Steve Wynn likes, looks at him like, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> that is. It's <laughs> a classic commercial. I've had that with people just like, just a little yeah. slash of money. Now, how, next thing is, I want Polly Walnuts. How to Give a Toast by Peter Paul Polly Walnuts. Yeah. Gutierrez. Quietly stand and ask for attention. No clinking of glasses, wolf whist- whistles, or hey, I'm talking here. Yeah. Yeah. Joke lines. Show a little class for once in your life. Yeah. Make it short, my friend. It's a toast, for Christ's sakes, not an address to Congress. Yeah. <laughs> well said. And there's a section here for ladies' luncheons and things. And Carmela's some of her favorite gifts are mm-hmm. a ceramic angel, oh. a book of affirmations, silver-plated heart-shaped compact. Now, Sil's wife, Gabriella or Gabby, yeah. she um, there's a whole page here where she tells you how to fold napkins properly. And that's her. That's his real wife too. Is that his real wife? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh my. I thought I knew a lot, but I did not know that. Yeah. If you look oh. at the credits. How <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, and then we've covered. Because how it would happen is a story. Tell me. We're way over time. Yeah. Wait, but I how don't it, care. How it happened was she got the job. Right. And they were looking for another character. And then I think, I don't know if he went, uh, Stevie went there with them or whatever, but then he interviewed and he's, I'm not going to get this job. And then he got the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, there it goes. And he's there to the bitter end. Yeah. So, yes, so that is that, I think. We're going to come back, sorry, with the Ripper Recipe Roundup. Okay. There we go. Okay, Barbara, we're back. All right. Now we're running over time, so okay. let's make it quick. Bop, 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 quick. Bop. <laughs> um, all right. If you want to come down and see us in person, you can come down to 73 Cochran's Road, Moorabbin. Um, Our hours are Monday through Thursday, 10 to 5, Friday, 10 to 8, Saturday, 10 to 5, and Sunday, 11 to 5. And just a quick note, um, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve this year is on a Friday night. Yep. So we're going to be closing at 5 that Friday. 
just okay. so everyone is aware of that. Mm-hmm. And, and New Year's Eve? And New Year's Eve, we'll talk about that. I'm thinking we'll probably do the same thing. Yeah. That's okay. right. Keep it easy. easy. That's right. Let people get to their things and mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. Now, yep. yeah, the code for the month of December is mistletoe. So please use that when you're getting a uh, listener discount item. And do we have any emails? Oh, well, I have some feedback here. Uh, I had a conversation with my mother, so she's taken over the whole feedback. Sorry, everyone else. We'll get to you next week. Uh, Now, she has a bone to pick with both of you. Oh. Right? Oh, I'll leave now. (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. The the producer (laughs) is not allowing enough time for the recipes to be given. Some of us want to write them down and make them. That's why you can replay it. Well, no, some people are not comfortable pausing. (laughs) So you need to let that go a little bit longer when we're giving out recipes because she goes, I can tell you're being hurried up and Mm. I don't like it. Yeah. Now, Phil, she bought celery salt on your recommendation. She goes, but now what do I do with it? I'm like, there you go, Phil. Okay, so now what you do with it. There's a lot. Anything you need salt in it, you tr- substitute it with that, but be careful because it is salty. Yes, <laughs> that's like right. That. More more salty than celery. Uh, I use it in my pizza sauce mm-hmm. as to, to bring the salt into it, and it has a nice flavor to it. Uh, it this is whatever I use salt. If you want to, you're going to make a Bloody Mary, rim the glass with that. Very easy. You're using it into anything like, uh, like soups, stews, gravies. Yeah. Chicken salad. Yeah. Oh, you said put it in it salad. Just, yeah, it's just better than using plain salt because it has more flavor to it. I think where she was going to leave it, she was going to try to put it on or she's going to try it on cucumbers. Now, this is the thing. Yeah, cucumbers, steak. Now, at home. Burgers. Yeah, yeah all of that. Now, at home, do we, <laughs> do we call the Lebanese, the Lebanese cucumbers here, but yeah. mom goes, they're Armenian cucumbers. So are they, did you guys call them Armenian? I never uh, had them before. Uh, we only had those little short fat ones. Okay. So yeah. we used to have them as no, Armenian, but cut, here they're Lebanese. Yeah, so cut I the don't ends know. off, you know, the big fat yes. ones, cut the ends off, bring them around and stick them on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Now she also thinks that um, we need to give out the corn casserole recipe soon, which I will do another time because I have my job this week. And she said it's the best recipe to, you know, have Jiffy in your cupboard, do it, and do things like put Ortega chilies in it or put, you know, bacon or a whole bunch of different things. Hmm. Now, what else does she say? Well, she put in some orders for Christmas presents. You don't need to know about that. Um, But I did have a funny thing about my mother. She realized today that she is the little old lady at the grocery (laughs) store that she used to complain about. (laughs) <laughs> and then she mentioned, like in this conversation, she said, so, you know, I saw Harold the Butcher and then Mario did this for me. And she mentioned someone else. I, I can name. only think of Dana Carvey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. So mom walks in now. When they see her coming, yeah. they go, that's okay. We'll open your own checkout line for you. And the produce guy leaves oh. and opens it for her. She was in competition with another I don't want to say, well, mom is quite petite, another little old lady, trying for molasses cookies from a bakery in Berkeley, and they both desperately needed them for a gift. Luckily, the stock was low, but there was enough for both of them to purchase them. And then then she went to the 
one lady, I think, in the deli and said, what's going on with the cookies? Because they're really low. And she goes, wait, we have to talk. That's grocery. And then I think she got Kevin or whoever. Yeah. Kevin, what's what's going on with the cookies? He goes, oh, I'll have to talk to the manager. And mom goes, oh, he always looks so grumpy. Don't do that because he might be in a bad mood. And he goes, no, no, no. I'll find out. So, so now... <laughs> They're going to have this abundance of molasses cookies because my mother came in there and said, what's going on with the molasses cookies? Anyway, okay. I thought for, that was For funny. anybody that could relate to this, yes. that are watching the the football games from America <laughs> live where they have the American commercials, the Aetna commercial, or I think it's Aetna or one of the insurance yeah. companies, where they're trying to train their the younger people not to become their parents. <laughs> Yes. And the one at the grocery store, the guy's walking out. Oh, look at this. A mixed combo of, of goodies. No, no. We're not having a party. Watching a football game. Okay? <laughs> and then he's walking around. And he goes, he sees the manager and he goes, hey, Joe over in uh, in Colcuts, he's doing a great job. <laughs> and he pushed. Then at the end, he's pushing the car back into the wagon, you know, where they all fit and the little kids, the kids there. And he goes, this one pulls a bit to the right. You know, just have a chip that is my mother at Podesto's. So if you are in the uh, anywhere in the Central Valley, make your way up to Podesto's and enjoy a nice trip, especially the cold cut section. So that is my feedback for this week. I'm sure she'll have some more and we will hear some more. Okay. All right. So now we're going to do personal best products. Yes. All right. So it's my turn this it's week. So turn. right now I have in front of me, it's medium heat. Can you guess what it is? No. <laughs> it's Salsa God. So this is Salsa made by two young guys. Oh, my God. Okay. Hang on. You're saying it like George Costanza. It cracks me up. No. Smoke. This one is a smoky garlic chipotle. All right. So I picked this one because smoky garlic has a lot of flavor and uh, chipotle gets that smoky. So Salsa is not just for Salsa anymore. It's Salsa, not Salsa. All right. Salsa. Salsa. So the biggest difference between... Salsa that you buy here that's made here in Australia or Brussels. There is one that's made in Aldi, El Torito. Right. It's not made in anywhere that would make salsa. Nowhere south of any border. No. No. So, but the biggest difference, and even the old El Paso, it's not the same as the American one. So it's, this one is light. It's fluffy, it's airy, it's saucy. Yes. So salsa is sauce. That's right. If it if you pour it out and it's thick like ketchup, it's not it's salsa. Not salsa. No. Okay. So you know what you everybody knows what to do with salsa. But other things you could do with salsa, because you open up a jar of salsa, you use half of it for your dips and all that when people come over, you got the other half to do. Yeah. What am I gonna do with it? Well Tell me. You got leftover chicken. Mm-hmm. Cut it up, put the fry pan on, a little olive oil, toss the chicken into it. Put the salsa into the chicken. Careful. You just flavor the whole thing. Same thing with meatloaf. Uh, even if you're cooking real pasta and you're, you're tasting the sauce and it's just not there yet. Oh, you got that salsa. Throw a bit. Look That'll it wake it right up. Yeah, it's, it's good in to pour over the top of an omelet as Ooh. well or inside. Oh, I've done her, that. Her chain, uh, what it's not huevos rancheros, but uh, you could. I never could pronounce that. I think <laughs> I get thrown off with the H. <laughs> but you can make. You could use that to add to your sauce with huevos yeah. rancheros too. Or, or if you got tomato juice, add some of this and then put your vodka in it. Ooh. Or tequila. Yes. Yeah, because it is Mexican. Uh, but this also, there's no thickeners in here, yeah. no additives. It's all plain. It's good for you. And so, and that's the way it should be. You know, yeah. it's got to be that way. You know, uh, so 
that's some of the things I would use. And also into rice. Mm-hmm. Throw and you make now you have a Mexican rice or a Spanish rice by just by adding the salsa into your rice. Well, and you know what else I've done with salsa that I've needed to, and that would be magnificent. When we are out of enchilada sauce, yeah, oh, you, I have just made sure it's smooth, yeah, just blended up, I blended up, and I have used, mm-hmm. and I've just tweaked it. Like I might put a little bit of you know tomato sauce or tomato puree in it, and just have a you know, I have a taste, but I have used that for that as well. And you can cook like, uh, I know you had the cooked leftover chicken, but you can cook like a chicken breast, butterfly chicken in it. In it yeah. No problem at all. And, and salsa is always great on oh, chicken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this is from, this is made in Texas. God bless Texas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if you like Texas, we have a young fella, Owen, that's Owen. working with us now and he's going to be working the front counter. And he's got that draw. And it's and so he, pleasant because, yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. And no, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. I asked him, I said, oh, did you get your learners? He yes, goes, ma'am. Well, yes, ma'am, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, he's quite lovely. So he's working on some weekends and some Friday evenings. So, yeah. But we've got a bunch of new people that are all, you know, doing really well and excited to be there so i think you'll have some fun if you come in yeah. now my turn mm-hmm. for you have to say the words oh Phil. no we just did oh recipe oh i get it backwards now uh-huh. ripper recipe roundup okay so mom who kept laughing as she was trying to say it i'll try to go slow because no. it's national cupcake day actually today oh, we're out of time <laughs> <laughs> and what is cupcake? It's nothing but a small cake. That's right. And do you know what cracks me up is that people go, "Can I use this cupcake mix to make a cake?" <laughs> or, um, or vice versa. Or, yeah, I think you could. Yeah. Um, now, so I am looking at from a good website that I have used, Natasha's Kitchen, and it's for the perfect vanilla cupcake. But before I read the recipe, I will read some tips because cupcakes are different. You want your temp- your ingredients to be room temperature. You want to alternate adding adding your wet and dry as you're making it. Uh, You want to measure correctly. Baking is more science rather than throwing things in. So you want to be careful with that. That's why I don't do it. That's right. And do not overfill your cupcake liners. More than two-thirds full or they're going to overflow. It's going to be hard to frost. It's a nightmare. So use a cookie scoop or ice cream scoop. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. Now we will get to the recipe. What we need, people, is one and one quarter cups all-purpose flour, one and one quarter teaspoons baking powder, a half teaspoon salt, a half cup unsalted butter, softened, but I use salted, Uh, three quarters cup sugar, two large eggs, two teaspoons pure vanilla extract, if you want to make almond, do one of pure vanilla and one of almond. Uh, half cup buttermilk or plain kefir, room temperature. Heat your oven to 180. Line your cupcake tins with the little pe- the little uh, cupcake holders. Whisk together your dry ingredients. In the bowl of an electric mixer, beat butter, sugar on medium-high speed. Five minutes until thick and fluffy. Scraping down as needed. Add the eggs one at a time, beating and yelling them, yelling at them with each addition. Then scrape down the bowl. Add two teaspoons vanilla. Beat to combine. Reduce the speed to medium. Add the flour in thirds, alternating with buttermilk. Mixing to incorporate. 
Now, divide the batter evenly into 12 count line muffin tins or tins with muffin pans. I can't say the fillers, things, papers. Um, bake the liners. It, the liners, that's it. Bake 20 to 23 minutes until a toothpick inserted in the center comes out clean. Let them cool in the pan for five minutes, then transfer to wire rack. Also, when you start smelling them, like, ooh, that smells good. Check them then because they can be done a little bit earlier when mm. you said. And that is great. And cover it with some really good buttercream. Mm-hmm. Some really nice buttercreams. So we can do Yeah, butter a lot cream. of buttercream I don't like. Well, just but you I can had do some American. bad buttercream. Well, you can't. Yeah. But you can have American. You can have Swiss meringue buttercream. You can have all sorts of different Italian buttercream. I'd just rather have cream cheese frosting. <laughs> or you can do cream cheese frosting. Yeah. There you go. So there is my recipe. Mom, I hope you could write it down. Okay. Now, mine is National Hamburger Day. Oh. Oh, what's so special about hamburger? Nothing. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. Everything. All right. So I'll give you a recipe, my recipe of how yeah. I figured out how to make a White Castle slider. Oh, I think excellent. I might have talked about it. Well, I talked about it. But Talk about it again. And the other one is you could Google this one. If you Google uh, Shake Shack mm-hmm. and how to make a Shake Shack hamburger. Yeah. So it's a mixture of, and I think just off the top of my head, it's like, you, and the butcher would do it for you or you could do it yourself. But ask your butcher to do it if you're having a party or a burger thing. Uh, quarter pot of sirloin, a quarter pot of brisket, and a quarter pot or, and half pot of rump. And they oh. blend all those those cuts together. And that's what they use. So it's on their web. It's on a website, or right. just Google it. You'll find it, and also has their sauce, oh. which is easy to make. Okay. Okay. So that makes it taste way. But now let's get back to the old favorite, one of the first franchises, White Castles. Yep. So to make it, you need cheap meat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's ground chuck. Yeah. Don't waste your time on the other yeah. thing. Yeah. So ground chuck. So. Make it official. Put it into a little square. Pound it down into squares that's only about, I don't know what it is in centimeters, but you could you could change it around. Uh, about a quarter inch, quarter inch yep. thick. Okay? So you put that down and then get a little something and put, you mark out like where you're going to cut it. Because you want it the size of a playing card. Right. Okay? And then you want like a few holes in it. Okay. All right? So you could do that before or after. So once you lay it out, Put it into a sheet, like a, a baking sheet. Cut it into your squares. Put like little holes into it. Don't mm-hmm. use a pencil. You know, you figure something else to use. Chopsticks. And then freeze it. Maybe put it out, but put it on like baking paper yeah. so it comes off the baking pan. And then freeze it. Once it's frozen, good. Okay? Because that's the way they use it. They, it's frozen when they uh-huh. cook it. The other thing is now you get your skillet. Mm-hmm. Go out and buy some dehydrated onions. Yep. Soak them into a bowl. That's okay till they're hydrated. So maybe like an hour before you're ready to cook it. Heat up your, your skillet. Pour in a ladle of that juice, all the juice and the water and everything. Of course, it sizzles and everything. Then place your square little hamburgers mm. on top of them, one at a time. Yeah. Okay. Till they're all full. And then put your buns on top of that. Oh. And then- just give it about a few minutes when they turn gray. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> really? Because you're steaming them now. Yes. Because what you're doing, you're now steaming the mil- the meat, and that's what make- gives it the flavor. And, of course, it goes up into the into the roll and steams the roll at the same time. And just get your skillet, pick it up on the bottom, put your things together, put a pickle on it, 
cheese at the at that time after it's cooked because then it will melt the cheese because it's hot enough mm-hmm. and some ketchup and you Bob's your uncle. Okay. So it's the process of steaming and the onions. That's what gives it the flavor. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to put a little salt onto the uh onto the onions, into the onion mix. Ooh. Or celery salt. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, Leslie, celery yeah. salt. Yeah, and that's it. So it's got to be frozen, holes in it, thin, quick and easy. And it's, it's a steaming process. I like that. Okay. All right, so let's talk about next week's show. Mm. Christmas traditions and travel. And we have all traveled around that time of year. How fun is that? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. And for the sign-off, you're going to be Eddie or I'm going to be Clark? Uh, so we're going back to our- I'll be Eddie. This is what, Christmas vacation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're ready. Yep. Surprised to see us, Clark? Oh, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> not, not said it, I'm sure. Not to say that Chevy Chase would say it. But. That's very good. Okay, till next week. See you then. I love my barbecue. Once you find a love like mine, you know that love is true. Understand, I'm just a man with a pork fat baby that blues. Yeah, understand, I'm still your man with a pork fat.